0: Welcome to the Business Fabulous podcast, where I take your business from right now to fabulous in less than 30 minutes. This is episode 21, where I talk about all the things that everyone else does, and I didn't when I started my podcast, and why it's successful anyway. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Business Fabulous podcast, where we help entrepreneurs get visible online and grow their businesses from right now to fabulous with your host, Bonnie L. Frank. This former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur has produced over 2,000 live broadcasts and has coached business owners worldwide. Each week, Bonnie shares actionable, effective, and proven social media and marketing strategies that help you get seen, get heard, and get paid online to propel your business forward. Now, onto the show. Welcome back to the episode. This episode is all about how I started my podcast and all of the things that I did not do that everyone else seems to do. So if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, this is the podcast for you to listen to. Also, if you have a podcast and you're wondering on whether or not you started the right way, This is also the podcast for you to listen to. You are going to feel really good after you hear this. This episode is sponsored by the Business Fabulous Academy, a 24 week step by step program for entrepreneurs that'll fill in all of the missing pieces of your online business so you can sell out your products, programs, and services ASAP. Get your target audience coming to you in the Business Fabulous Academy. It's the blueprint you want to efficiently grow your business. To check it out, head over to bit.ly forward slash B-I-Z F-A-B Academy. Doors open November 11th. Also, remember to join my free Facebook group, the Business Fabulous Facebook group. You can join that at bit.ly forward slash B-I-Z F-A-B group. For daily strategies, tips, and support to grow your online business in fabulous ways. Now, the episode. Episode 21, which is a pinnacle episode because 21 is usually a year that people are considered like they've made it, or they've made it because they think that they're old, they're an adult, they're all-knowing. So it only makes sense that this episode would be episode 21. When I was starting my podcast, I had heard loads and loads of things to do. People gave me all sorts of advice about things to do to start my podcast and things that they did to start their podcast and the way to do it. I heard a lot about that. This is the way you start a podcast. Well, when people tell me this is the way you do it, I tend to never do that. I built my business not doing any of the things that people told me to do to build my business. Really, honestly, none of them. I have a successful business today as a business coach and consultant. I've never taken a business class. I didn't do any of the things that people say to do to have a business. It just makes sense that I really didn't do a lot of the things that a lot of people do when they start a podcast. So this is everything I didn't do. And then I'm going to tell you why it's successful anyway. People talk about a launch when you launch your podcast or when you launch a business, when you launch anything. Launching just means starting. Launching your podcast really means publish. That's all it means. It means you click that publish button. And it took me five straight months to even do that. So I didn't worry about a formal launch. I didn't hire a launch coach. I didn't go all over social media and tell people that I was starting a podcast. I didn't plan a formal launch weeks in advance. It did not end with a big announcement and a party that I videoed and put online and probably live streamed. It's what a lot of people seem to do. I didn't do any of that. None of it my launch was literally clicking the publish button. And it took me five straight months and a lot of encouragement from a village of podcasters to just be able to do that. So no launch for Bonnie. New and noteworthy is something that people really want to be part of in Apple Podcasts. So it means you get on the first page and get more notice and you will very likely get more listens, especially at the beginning when you're in new and noteworthy. And you can actually get on new and noteworthy at any point. It's not just in the first 60 or 90 or two days of your podcast. You can get there at any point. Well, I didn't try for new and noteworthy, but I will tell you what people do to get on new and noteworthy, whether or not it gets them there, I don't know. I had people reach out to me with Instagram DMs, with Facebook PMs, private messages. I've had people ask me in person. I've had people call me on the telephone. I've had people send me emails, all in an attempt to get on New and Noteworthy. That's what they all said. That was their goal. They really wanted to get on New and Noteworthy, so they were asking if I could please subscribe to their podcast. If I could rate it, if I could review it, if I could share it, you know, there was a whole bunch of things that they were asking for in order to get on new and noteworthy. And then once they get there, then they all take a screenshot of it and they post that on social media and they send emails about that. It's a whole big thing to get on new and noteworthy. Well, I didn't try for new and noteworthy. I didn't even think about trying for new and noteworthy. I didn't care. I saw people on new and noteworthy. And it's nice. It's a vanity metric, like X amount of likes, but I can't take my new and noteworthy screenshot to the bank and change that into money. So I didn't worry about new and noteworthy. I had much bigger plans for my podcast. I had an overall business plan for my podcast. New and noteworthy just wasn't part of it. No new and noteworthy for Bonnie. Some people say that once they write a book, then they will do a podcast. And then you know they can talk all about the book on the podcast and it'll increase book sales and it'll really show them as an expert in their field because they've got a book and now they're all self-published, which is wonderful because now there's not that stigma on having a self-published book like there used to be years ago. But I have no book. There's no book for Bonnie. There might be a book for Bonnie someday, but there's no book for Bonnie now. And I certainly was not going to worry about writing a book first before starting a podcast. A lot of people ask about a team. What team did you have when you launched your podcast? Which I have to giggle when somebody asks me that because I didn't have a team. I had people encouraging me. I, had, I did have a, a tribe of about five podcasters who were like, get off the stick, Bonnie. You can do it. You got this. You can do it. Do your podcast, start your podcast. So, I did have people encouraging me, and a lot of people scratching their head like, seriously, what is your problem? What is so hard about starting a podcast? Because I had such a hard time, but I had no team. I didn't have a podcasting coach, and I also did not employ affiliates. Some people will have a launch team, a podcast launch team, and in that launch team is a podcast launch coach. And sometimes people will also employ affiliates. So they'll get people to get people to subscribe, to do ratings and reviews, and then the amount of people that they get to do that, they will pay them money. I didn't have any of that. No team, no coach, no affiliates, none for Bonnie. I didn't spend any money when I started my podcast, which leads me to fancy equipment. A lot of people said, oh, you know, you should use this or you should use that or you need to have this when you start a podcast and podcast is all about stellar sound and so you can't use those things that you were using for live streaming because that's not good enough for podcasting, on and on and on and on. I didn't buy any fancy equipment when I started my podcast. In fact, I took a course on how to learn to podcast and they had me buy this equipment most of which never worked, ironically, and uh, none of which I used when I started my podcast And, and none of which I've still used to this day. It was a total waste, total waste of money. So I went with all of the equipment that I had when I'd been live streaming, which was a blue Yeti mic that ended up quitting and didn't have stellar sound on episode two, I got to tell you. I had used that for thousands of live streams and I already had it. So I just used that. And I use Zoom. I recorded straight into Zoom, which is what I'm doing now because I'd been using Zoom for years for my business coaching. So I just went ahead and did that. So I didn't buy any fancy equipment. I just used what I already had. And there's loads of people who will say, oh my God, no don't use a Blue Yeti, or, oh, dear God, no, don't go through Zoom. What did I do? I used both of those things. I used a Blue Yeti and Zoom. No fancy equipment for me. In fact, in my first three episodes, I actually went through three mics. In my first episode, I thought I was using a mic that I had bought for that course, and that's how I found out the mic was broken. After I'd published the episode, I went back and listened to the episode after publishing it. I'll never do that again. I listened to them many, many times before publishing them now. Uh, So I listened to it after I published it, and I realized that the sound that was recording my voice was my MacBook. I was actually, I wasn't using any microphone, although I was talking into the microphone. My voice was not being processed in that microphone at all. I could have been talking into a piece of cardboard. So, the mic that actually picked up my voice and the mic that you hear, the sound that you hear on episode one of the Business Fabulous podcast, is the mic from my MacBook. So, I was recording directly into my MacBook, even though I thought I was recording into a microphone. Nope, it was broken. And that's how I found out after the fact. That was my first mic, my MacBook. My second mic was something I already had, which was my Blue Yeti, and then it gave out. So then I had to buy a different mic, which is the mic I'm using now, which is a Rode. I was going to be interviewed for a podcast, and I wanted good sound, very good sound. And so I went down to my local guitar center, and that happened to be what they had. So I bought that. No fancy equipment. I went with what I had. And ads... Ads are sort of a new thing that people talk about now to get people to listen to your podcast. So you can run an ad to your podcast to get people to listen to the podcast. I didn't do that either. People suggested it. They said, oh, that'll be a really good idea. You should do that when you launch. Well, as I said, my launch was simply clicking publish. And so I didn't do any ads. I still have not run an ad to my podcast. I may at some point. I don't ordinarily spend a lot of money on ads. Most of everything I do is organic. Definitely 80% of what you see me do is 100% organic. So I didn't do any of those things. None of them. I just told you six things that people suggested and six things that a lot of people do. They spend a lot of time. They spend money. They spend, I don't know how many weeks of planning and just arduous work to launch their podcast. So no fancy equipment, no money spent, no team, no launch, no book, no affiliates, no new and noteworthy, just clicking publish. How in the world do I have a successful podcast? Well, first of all, successful is relative. So if you're talking success in terms of new and noteworthy, then no, I'm not successful because I've never been on new and noteworthy. If you're talking about success being in the top 1% of all downloads ever for any podcast ever in the history of podcasting, nope, I'm not there either. However, my podcast is successful. I'm changing people's lives every day. I am also earning money from my podcast. I have monetized my podcast. I did that within, I believe, the first eight weeks of my podcast. I'd already started monetizing it. Now, monetizing it was definitely a plan that I had. I'm a business coach, so the way I think, yeah, if I'm going to spend all of this time and effort creating a podcast, yes, I'm going to make my podcast work for me. In fact, my podcast literally drives my business. What do I mean by that? What I mean is my podcast episodes create what I create. In other words, what I talk about on my podcast turns into products, programs, services that I then create with my future clients. When I talk about different marketing funnels, marketing funnels are part of the Business Fabulous Academy. When I talk about social media strategies, that's a huge part of the Business Fabulous Academy. When I talk about organic growth, like organic growth with my podcast, for example, That is a big part of the Business Fabulous Academy. I talk a lot about the fact that you've got to be able to attract, to compel, and to convert your followers, your viewers, your listeners, the people who are consuming your content. You've got to be able to attract, to compel, and to convert them without ad spend. You've got to be able to do that organically before you ever even consider. Putting out an ad because if you can't, your ads won't work. You're not going to get a good ROI. You're going to be wasting your money and your time and your trouble and your expectations. Your hopes and dreams are going to go down the toilet fast. You've got to be able to bring your people in without money, without ad spend. And then the ad spend will enhance that. But if you don't know how to bring them in organically, Throwing ad money at the situation is not going to do anything except spend your money. I talk about all of that and I cover all of that and I teach all of that in the Business Fabulous Academy. In fact, when I was starting my podcast, I knew that I wanted the name Business Fabulous. I ran it by two podcasters, one of which is in the Hall of Fame, and they both liked it. So I'm like, okay, done. I ran it by them in March of 2019 when I went to PodFest, and I went there knowing I wanted to start a podcast, knowing what I wanted the name to be, but I had no podcast yet. And I didn't have it for five months because unbeknownst to me at the time, I still had to go through five months of terror and anxiety before clicking publish. But I knew going to PodFest that I wanted to start a podcast. So I knew I wanted it to be called Business Fabulous. I also knew that I wanted to have a Facebook group called Business Fabulous. Technically, if you look on Facebook and you search in groups, it's actually B Business Fabulous. I knew that I wanted to create a six-month, very helpful, very nurturing, very hands-on, filled with tutorials, step-by-step by -by -step step instruction on how to build your business online. And I knew that I wanted that to be called the business. Fabulous Academy. So it was a brand. I started my podcast as a brand and I built the brand around my podcast and I built the business now around my podcast. So what you hear me podcasting about, those are things that I teach my clients in much more detail and much more hands-on with loads of tutorials, loads of support. All of my clients know my cell number and they can text me, call me, DM me, PM me, email me, whatever they want at any time. So everything that you hear in my podcast, that's what I help my clients with. It all makes sense. My podcast drives my business. So Bonnie, how do you consider your podcast successful? Well, first of all, my podcast is making me money. My podcast helps me pay my bills. And why is it successful? Why do people listen and why do they keep coming back? That's because I know my audience. I knew who my audience would be before I started my podcast. I did have a following online because I'd been a business coach and I'd been a live streamer. I had actually built my business with live streaming. I never used any ads for the first two years of my business. I would simply do a live stream broadcast, and people would then hire me for different things. But I didn't have a huge following. It wasn't hundreds of thousands of people, but I did have a following. Well, then I didn't work for two years. I didn't work for two years because I was getting a divorce, and then I became very, very, very sick. So it took me a year to get better. I lived off of passive income that I had already. So when I didn't work for two years, then I had to decide what was I going to do? When I did go back to work. I could have done it going right back to live streaming, but things have changed with live streaming. And live streaming is a wonderful tool, but nobody stops because somebody's live. People don't understand that nobody stops their scroll because somebody's live. They stop their scroll because of the person who's live. Live streaming used to be such that it was a novelty. And those of us who got in very early, who were early adopters like me, I beta tested 13 different live streaming platforms and I taught live streaming courses at the university and I've coached thousands all over the world how to live stream. I built a business about live streaming through live streaming. And that was great, which is why I didn't have to do any ads for the first two years. But then things changed and live streaming became more mainstream. It's very common for people to go on their feed and see a live broadcast. It's no big deal anymore. And nobody stops the scroll simply because somebody's live. They stop the scroll because of who it is that they see who's live. They don't stop the scroll just because it's live. I wanted to not go back to live streaming also because everybody expected me to. So when people expect certain things out of me and they tell me like, well, of course, that's what you'll do. Then I usually don't do it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do something completely different and I'm going to be visible behind the microphone. Like I've always said, you can build a very successful business in front of or behind the camera, in front of or behind the mic, or with no camera or mic at all, for example, blogging. So I thought, you know what? I've been a lifestyle blogger. I did that successfully. I've been a live streamer. I did that successfully. Now I'm going to do podcasting and I'm going to prove that you can build a successful business behind the mic. Loads of podcasters don't ever want to be on camera. I go on camera sometimes. Sometimes I live stream my podcast because people are interested in that and because I have an audience that does want to see me live and they're interested in how I go about this podcasting thing now because it is so new. It's new for them. It's new for me. So I go live sometimes and I show them and I explain different things but I don't always do it. People expected me to go live every single podcast episode. I never wanted to go live every podcast episode because that is exactly what people expected me to do. I was going to prove to them that anything can drive your business, but you've got to know, you've got to be the driver and you've got to be giving the directions. You're the GPS for your business. You're the GPS for your podcast. You want your podcast to drive your business? It can do that, but you've got to tell it where to go and when to turn and when to stop and when to start again. And that's exactly what I'm doing with my podcast. So that's how my podcast drives my business. That's how my podcast is successful, even though I didn't do any of those things that everybody else seems to do when they start their podcast. And I have nothing against launch coaches. I have nothing against people who want to get on New and Noteworthy. They want to get on it. More power to them. I hope they all get on it because I bet it's a great feeling. That's great. Whatever you want to do for your podcast, you can do. And however you want your podcast to be, it can be. And it can be successful that way. However you want your podcast to be, it can be successful in that way. You don't have to do what other people do. You don't have to do what other people suggest. You only have to do what you want to do. You only have to do what you want to do for your podcast, what aligns with your values. That's what you should do. If you want to monetize it, I can help you monetize it. bit.ly forward slash podmoney. Sign up for a 20-minute consultation, and I will give you loads of ways that you can monetize your podcast. You want to grow your business? I can help you do that too. You want to make your podcast into a business? I can do that. Bit.ly forward slash chat Bonnie. If you want to talk about business growth and you want to have a business strategy session, I'll do that for free 20 minutes. I'm all for anybody doing whatever they want to do. But you need to know, those of you who are thinking about podcasting or those of you who are podcasting and you keep thinking you should be doing something else, Well, if what you're doing feels good, then maybe you don't need to do something else. Now, if what you're doing is not bringing in money and that is something that you want to do, then yes, you do need to make some changes. It doesn't ever mean that you need to change everything. It never means that. It's got to align with your values. It's got to align with who you are and what you're about. If it doesn't feel good to you, it's not going to be good for you do whatever you want for your podcast. I give you permission. I hope this has been helpful. I hope it has really helped you rethink how you're doing your podcast, how you started your podcast. Maybe it'll encourage you to start a podcast to just start the darn thing and don't worry about any of the fancy equipment and a big fancy launch and hiring people and doing ads. And You don't have to do any of that. I didn't. Or do it. But do it because you want to, not because you feel you should. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Business Fabulous. I hope that you really will rethink how you started your podcast. And I hope this makes those of you who are listening who are podcasters, I hope it makes you feel pretty darn good about how you started your podcast. Because you probably didn't go through five months of anxiety. You probably didn't go through three mics in the first three episodes. And your first episode, very likely, was not recorded into your MacBook without any mic. I hope it helped you. I hope it makes you feel good. And those of you who are thinking of starting a podcast, man, go ahead and start it. Do it. Absolutely do it. Don't worry about the platform you're using. Don't worry about it. You want to talk about Libsyn? I'll talk Libsyn all day long because I love it. There's a million other platforms. Don't worry about the platform you're using. Pick one and do it and start. Just do it. Worry about the particulars later on. Remember, together, we are business. Fabulous! I hope that you'll reach out to me on social media, DM me, PM me, anything with an M. You can email me at listener at bonnielfrank.com. You're the listener. I'm Frank dot com. So I'd love for you to reach out to me and let me know how you're doing. Be sure to subscribe to Business Fabulous on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll be there. If you want to suggest a topic, absolutely, I'm all for it. Again listener at bonnielfrank.com to suggest a topic. Until next time, and as always, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to help nurture that spark inside of you to become Business Fabulous.